Hi, I'm Delene Allen, the networking queen. I love to connect people. There is nothing more wonderful than the human connection, the connection that can lead to incredible things, to love, to business, to make our lives just so much richer, meeting and connecting on a deeper level than, hi, here's my business card but making those human connections that can take you to magical places. Stay tuned for network equals net worth. I want to hear your stories. I want to share your stories. Today, Delene Allen, network equals net worth. I can't wait to introduce you to our visitor today. This is Iris Piercy, owner and interior design professional. Iris Piercy specializes in luxury interior design services for forward-thinking homeowners. She enjoys working with busy professionals just like you to create a custom luxury design that functions for your life and reflects your style. Don't know what your uh, design style is? Don't let that concern you. It's more common than you think. Using Iris's proven process, you'll work together to define your style. As a full service interior design professional, she uses a project management approach, providing plans with complete interior design specifications for both new and existing properties. Her goal is to deliver a space that speaks perfectly about your personality. She has an A team of professional tradespeople she can depend upon to help deliver the project of your dreams. She manages the project for you so you can concentrate on your work and not have to worry about dealing with trades and problems that arise. This multifaceted approach helps Iris provide creative and technical solutions while also enhancing the quality of life for her clients. Totally professional industry and education memberships are too many to mention here, but she has been well-trained. But more important, you were born to this iris, weren't you? Yes, I believe I was. Hi, Daylene. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, thrilled to let people get to know iris a little bit better. Now, one of the most favorite things, tell us where you grew up and how it all began, because you had some great people leading you, didn't you? I did. I did. And starting with my family, my mom and dad, who were also entrepreneurs, um, I grew up in Cornerbrook, Newfoundland. I spent my, my whole childhood uh, up until early adulthood there. And my mom and dad, uh, the, more, the more I lived, the more I realized what a profound effect they had on who I am. Um, yeah, my mom uh, was not only an entrepreneur, but she loved healthcare. And I ended up going into healthcare at one point. And my dad as well. Um, was an entrepreneur. So I got to see firsthand what exactly. that entrepreneurial spirit was all about. Well, and really resourcefulness when you think about it, that uh, your mom, tell us about your mom, because your home really sounded like not only was filled with love, but when there's love, I find everything that you put together just enhances that, doesn't it? It does. It does. It so does. My mom, um, you know, she made uh, a silk purse out of a sow's ear, really. 
She, uh, especially in the younger years when she was raising a young family, she didn't have a lot of extra money or no extra money really. But the things that she had around, uh, she made the best of and she always made a very comfortable, loving home that people felt like they wanted to come into. So uh, that was instilled in me. I grew up in that environment. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And tell us about when you were little and like to play outdoors in the fall in the leaves. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the risk of sounding like a loner child, I wasn't, but <laughs> I think I did this task only on my own. Um, in the fall, I would go out. We had a beautiful big maple tree in our front yard. And as those leaves fell, I would go out and, and shape out rooms and doorways and windows and change it up and I, I can't ever remember anybody else doing that with me I did it alone but now when I reflect back I think that was probably the first signs that that this passion exhibited itself yeah exactly and certainly the fact that your mom had a goal of of let's say being in healthcare and being a nurse and that never made it but worked in that industry but you then pursued healthcare. And yet, you know, again, it sounds like you've got your creative side through your mom and likely other family members. But the fact that that really that was what has come to be your passion. But tell us first your journey as a nurse, because one of the things I love about the nursing and medical professions is people get really well connected. Yes, that's true. And um you know, I think that people who are natural networkers are drawn to those types of professions. I think that's one of the things that drew me there. Um, and it was wonderful work. I was, most of my career was a, um, an oncology nurse and I worked in the um, day suite of the chemo, chemotherapy suite. Um, wonderful career, I loved it. Uh, then I had an opportunity to go into the pharmaceutical industry and I took that. Uh, and that was another wonderful career. Um, I held a specialty position in oncology. That's where my uh, expertise was. And, um, and I was there for 14 years. However, my heart always lied <laughs> in, in design. It was always there. And throughout all of that, my friends would say, can you help me with this? Can you, you know, because I had an eye and I loved it. So um, yeah, at, at, one point when I finished my degree in nursing, I decided to pursue education in interior design. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And so uh, interesting how it's kind of like your first boyfriend, then you go off, get married, come back. And sometimes you'll hear people meeting up with that first boyfriend. So that really was your first love. And even though let's say you obviously were very successful in that other career, interesting how at a certain point in life that that you come back to. And so uh, here's the thing about Iris that you will love when you work with her. I've never seen anybody so organized in my whole life, but also tell us about all of the travel that you did as a pharmaceutical specialist and that you still managed to do this on the side. <laughs> Yeah. So my job in the pharmaceutical industry required me to travel and I traveled a good portion, maybe 75% of my time I was out of the city. Because um, I had Atlanta, Canada as a, as my territory, but also traveled US and Canada for meetings. So I was on the go a lot. And through that travel, I finished my degree. So this was before 
the internet was established as it is now, I had to carry big, large books on the plane with me and study in airports and so on. <laughs> and so I complicated in 2006. And after that, I decided I really want to do some education in design and really kind of get my feet under me there. So after I did that, and that hasn't stopped, uh, the, and it never will stop, education is very important. Um, but I would take design jobs on the side. So when I was in town, I would do things, um, you know, my name just traveled around word of mouth. Um, and I took a job at a time and did that on my off time because I loved it. I had to explore that creative side of me. Wow. And so one of the other things though, that when we talked about your pharmaceutical uh, sales job, because getting into medical offices and getting past the receptionist, there must've been some networking ideas that you would have honed really well while you were doing that, were you? Yeah, absolutely. But um, I was very fortunate in that it, it's more difficult in some areas. And within the oncology world, I knew a lot of people already, especially in Newfoundland, I knew everybody. Um, but um, they were very welcoming really, uh, because they wanted to learn about the new data out there. So I was very much a part of the team in every cancer center around Atlantic Canada. Um, I knew not to steal their time, that when I went there, it was, I was bringing something of value. And yeah, we, we had a good rapport throughout. It was really lovely. Yeah, I was fortunate. Yes, no, but I also skills for sure. Yeah. Well, and I think that speaks highly of you and coming from a nursing background. I mean, you know, I often said that uh, being in the food service industry is a challenge. Hungry people are a challenge. But to be able to still have compassion and love what you do when you're dealing with people in times of crisis, that, yes. yeah, that's a people skill that, that really you'd have to work in that area in order to develop. And the fact that you loved it for that long without all the political stuff getting in the way, Iris, also thinks um, that's why you still have a beautiful smile on your face and whatever. Yeah. 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 And, and so um, were you good at striking up conversations in the airport when you weren't too studying? Because sometimes you just want someone to talk to. What would you do to strike up a conversation? Well, you know, I always had lots to do. I, I, you know, I was constantly reading and studying. If it wasn't, you know, when I was working on my degree, I always had big books with me. But in between, I had clinical papers that I had to study. And okay. study. Yeah. So you were happy for peace and quiet. I was. I was. And, you know, um, sometimes uh, my shyness gets the better of me. Uh, so I have to really sometimes work on getting out there and kind of being forthcoming but um but in saying that i have met a lot of wonderful people in airports and on plane <laughs> yeah and sometimes doesn't it feel like divine intervention that you meet somebody that you also either have a connection to or oh my goodness you have somebody in common and it's almost like they were planted there to to help you along did you ever sit next to somebody in the design business no, I haven't. Um, but lots of people sat next to me and I was in the design business. Exactly. <laughs> I've sat uh, beside lots of interesting people. That's yeah. for sure. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was wonderful. It was a wonderful time in my life. Excellent. Jay Fisher from Capture It Photography helps people come alive in front of the camera.
He specializes in portraits, headshots, and performing arts photography. For headshots, he offers full half-day rates and corporate rates and helps craft a strong, unified, consistent image for a business and their staff. He would love very much to be the go-to photographer for your business. He's looking at law firms, real estate firms, accounting firms, and medium to large corporations where there's always a need for new staff photographs with a consistent look. So for all your photo needs, call Jay Fisher, Capture It Photography. He will bring out your authentic self. So welcome back. So Iris design. Tell me some of the best things or some tips for people when it comes to design. So there are so many, but uh, off the top of my head, here are a few. Um, window treatments, um, specifically draperies. Uh, it's always better, depending on the architecture you're dealing with, it's always better to go as high as you can with your draperies and go to the floor. Now, again, you have to take into account the heating system that's in the room. If there are baseboard heaters, we have to take that into account. But generally, you wanna have your curtains hung as high as possible, as high to the ceiling as possible and go to the floor. That's one. Um, the other uh, tip, um, don't be afraid to go large in a small area. So it actually works better if, if you have a small room uh, that you're trying to dress take get one large piece of furniture to put in whether that's your sofa or a large armoire or something um, that will always give the impression of a larger room and it's more unexpected it it creates a nice um, overall feel to a room. So don't go a lot of small pieces. It then tends to look cluttered. Try mm -hmm. one or two large pieces. Excellent. And certainly then for a smaller room, that would be great if it were also storage related or something like that. Yeah, dual purpose or, or triple purpose pieces. I always look for that, especially when you're dealing with a small space or when it's a space that not necessarily small, but has to function in a way for the family where they need quick cleanup or, you know, whatever, then you want to find pieces that are going to house some toys or, you know, uh, house, you know, whatever, whatever they have that's quick cleanup and have a dual purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. And really, when you think about the amount of time that we spend in our homes, mm. and if you're not good at color or putting things together, that really to have somebody like you come in so that your enjoyment is maximized, whether the colors suit your personality. To me, color, I've always loved color. So if you wanna speak on color and, and how that helps with relax or things like that, what are some tips there? So it's well-documented and well-researched that color affects your mood um, and different colors mean different things to different people. Um, it's important to discover what you're happy in. Some people are really happy surrounded in blue. Other people are really happy surrounded in warmer tones. So that one of the things that I uncover uh, during our discovery session um, is what people like to live in. And, um, and what 
a lot of people don't understand is that color, especially color for your walls or color on anything really has certain undertones. And often when people are trying to put a room together and they just can't seem to quite get it, it just doesn't look quite right. Often it's the undertone in the paint color or in the fabric that they're not picking up, but it's so very vital. It's important that everything flow together properly and have the right undertones that work together and marry together well. Excellent. And certainly now that there are more and more people working from home, to me, that is vital that you are loving that room you're working. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People are staying home and they're getting a little shack wacky. Um, so now is the better time than any time before to really work on your interior, bring it up to the next level. I mean, often you go in and things look good. They're, they're fine, but it's one of those cases where you don't know what you don't know. And often I can go into a room and see, this is lovely. The architecture is lovely. Even the colors are lovely, but you can bring it to the next level to really make it wow. And that's the kind of room that most people really get beckoned into. They want to pour up a drink. They want to sit down and just look around. That's what I want to provide. Oh, and now more than ever, especially let's say with the world shutting down and we're not sure when we're opening up, our spaces are so much more important, aren't they? And is designed to a lot like taking an outfit or let's look at a Christmas tree before you decorate it, okay? Or a woman in a plain dress without accessories. By changing accessories, give us a little talk on that, how it sometimes doesn't take a whole lot in order to have a big impact, does it? Absolutely, and I use that analogy a lot, um, either you know, dressing a woman or dressing a man. Um, you know, You can put a man in a beautiful suit and it's nice, but until you get that beautiful silk tie and the gold cufflinks and the Italian leather shoes, that looks wow. And that is bringing it to the next level. Same thing, like you mentioned, you know, you can put a woman in a beautiful dress and the dress looks beautiful, but you have to do her hair. You have to have the right jewelry to accentuate it. Yeah. So those are all important things and very, very much like interior design. Um, you're right in that sometimes it's just a matter of changing out your throw cushions, your area rug, um, a couple of little accessories, and you have a different look. Myself, I have a winter look and I have a spring and summer look. And, and my base pieces, my sofas, my wall color are pretty basic and a very monochromatic. Um, and that's kind of what I try and convey to my clients because those are things that are not easily changed. But then you can mix up your accessories, your area rug, your throw cushions and so on and get a totally different feel. So um, yeah, it don't have to be expensive. It can just be very imaginative. Exactly. Well, in coordinating shapes and sizes and colors, that, that to me is really what the eye the trained eye can make people's lives just so much easier because just like you said, that one large piece of furniture, a whole bunch of little things, mm -hmm. it isn't until there's somebody who has that eye that um, makes such a difference, doesn't it? 
It really does. And color and texture and interest in a room is really what makes a room. I mean, you can go and buy the most expensive sofa, the most beautiful sofa and put it in a room, but it really isn't until you get the accessories on it that it really brings it together. And a lot of people um, don't give enough weight to the importance of accessories. Yeah. So that's yeah. another thing that I try and teach my clients. Uh, the importance of accessorizing well. Yeah. Those little things that make a big, big difference. They and do. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to add, I, I really try and use uh, the things that the clients already own. Very often, I'd say 99% of the time, clients have things in their house, displayed or not, that are interesting, that are beautiful, that they never thought it was worth bringing out or they just didn't really get the beauty in it. Um, I love finding those little nuggets and presenting them in a way that they never thought of and that it's beautiful and it's meaningful for them. So keep the things that are meaningful, but update from season. I love what you just said because about winter look and then um, spring and summer look. I mean, when we now know it's March that we're doing this, but in another month, you start to see that, that spring happening and how exciting. Oh, that's really a neat idea. I never looked at it like that. But yeah, yeah that's, yeah. I joke with artwork. I have a fall piece on my wall back here. Um, and I switched that out to a summer green tree that I have hanging in my hall during the winter. And that, a rug, throw cushions, a few accessories, and it's a totally different look. Excellent. Yeah. Well, and I see a beautiful tree behind you. So do you have a green thumb? I do not. But this is alive. <laughs> <laughs> because that's one of the other things that I think COVID has done for us is that we appreciate greenery more. And I have friends that like they stick something in the ground and it just grows. But yeah. that tree certainly adds a lot of texture and color to your room, doesn't it? It does, and it's, it's important to add something that's organic into a room, and I always do that. Um, even if it's faux organic, it gives the feeling of organic. Um, but I am not a green thumb, but this tree, God love it, it really has thrived. It's 20 years old or more now, yeah. Wow. Iris, it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I look at things and they die. But I, I love, um, I love, when, when you are, let's say someplace tropical, palm trees, always wanted a palm tree in my house with a warm breeze blowing on it. But just there is something happy about palm trees to me, but I don't have a green thumb, don't have a green thumb at all. So through the years, if you were to share some, uh, a tip on networking, because I think from my point of view, talking to you, Iris, you just make such a wonderful human connection that you're interested in people and, and really you care about what you do. You obviously, I mean, at five years old, organizing leaves, you want to go, if only you'd known that interior designer, her decoration was, was a business because same, same thing with me that you kind of think, oh, I don't think that was available. And certainly not to the degree that I think of people really appreciate it today because we are spending more times in our home. So, um, but you connect so beautifully. So is it that you're looking to make the human connection first or? Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting people. 
Um, and I think that then carries forward to a natural networking ability. Um, you talk to people because you're interested in people, not interested in getting their business, not interested in making money, not interested in getting ahead, but just in getting to know them. And, um, and that always you know, leads to something beautiful, whether it's business or not. Well, when we find the human connection um, and you, you find that you have either something in common or you're just, you've made that connection. And do you know what I find? I don't know whether you find this because we're now Zoomaholics, right? Is yeah. even on this, you can see that you just have that wonderful, wonderful energy about you, Iris, that we miss from face to face. But thank goodness we have Zoom or what we'd all be really going stir crazy, wouldn't we? Yeah. yeah. But that nursing background certainly is... Um, do they teach you compassion or I think you're just naturally drawn to that, to be in that kind of profession? I think, uh, I think it was a natural thing for me. I think the compassion for me was learned well before I went into nursing and that came from my, my parents and my siblings. Um, and then of course that even develops further when you deal with uh, healthcare and people in crisis, like you said earlier, um, for me, people with cancer are so afraid and to be able to be there for them and deliver information to give them hope, to, to alleviate some of the fear and hold their hand through that process was a real gift. Oh, totally, totally. So human connection first, because if you like each other, that's the start of a relationship. And whether business happens or not, I believe it will come from that because of the relationships. And certainly I know that um, the relationships I have during COVID have certainly helped support me and Iris, you likely, yeah. Have you heard from people that maybe you haven't heard from in a while? Cause that's always fun too, isn't it? Yeah, a few people um, and that has been lovely. Um, you know, people reaching out from Pharma and of, of course I'm still in touch with my teammates. We were a very, we were a, we were a family um, and that continues even though I've been out of the industry now for six years. Um, we still call each other at least once a month. Um, but it's always nice to hear from people and connect, reconnect and it's a great time to do that. Yes, well, and, and again, now more than ever, we need support. So tell us, it, a story about a happy client, somebody who, whether it was a room or a house that you transformed. Okay, well, it's hard to pick one. Um, each, each place that I've done, each project to me is like a child. I don't have any children of my own, but, but I imagine it feels very much like that because I'm very invested in it. Um, I, knock on wood, have never had a negative reaction. Uh, of course, my my clients are well prepared, but um, one comes to mind. Uh, it was actually a very small project, uh, an apartment in a heritage building downtown. And um, it, was, um, it was in great need of some help. A single girl lived there and she was a professional and she just wanted it done. She didn't really know what to do. So I came up with a plan, she okayed it. But when I took the time and put everything together and it was completed and she came home um, and saw it, she, it was probably the best reaction 
because she just, as much as I tried to, um, to prepare her, she said she never thought it was going to be like this. Uh, she knew the color scheme, she knew the pieces that we were going to have in there, but it was all of the extra little things. It was how things were placed um, and how we reused some of her pieces, her art and that, but placed it differently. She just, she kept looking around and having to sit down and get her breath and stand up and go and look at something else and sit down. And she was so excited and so flabbergasted at, I think she had an I mean, obviously her expectation was lower. She just thought, okay, I'm going to get the sofa and I'm going to get a table. But it's again, back to the accessories and how it's all brought together. So that was a sweet project. I just really enjoyed it and I love the outcome of it. Well, you just said something that not only did she want to get up and look, but she wanted to sit down and enjoy, right? <laughs> That, that it was that inviting. And yeah. same, same thing that when I think about how much time we spend at our homes, that, that putting this effort and time and yes, expense, but it's someplace that you live all the time. And to be able to have that much joy to come home to, right? Or yeah. not allowed out to, <laughs> just have to stay home. More to enjoy, right? Right. You're, you're, you're purchasing, you're buying a lifestyle, you're buying joy, you're buying comfort. Um, and, you know, it's not just buying things, you're buying all of that. Um, so that, you know, your quality of life is really increased. Oh, huge. And your surroundings reflect your personality. You're proud to have people in. You're proud just to sit there on your own and, and take it in. Exactly. Everyone deserves it. Yeah. yeah. And so um, to go over your education and industry memberships, you took a three-year program for? A certificate program um, for um, interior decorating um, from a, a school in Ottawa. Uh, then I went on and did a staging um, course. So I have certificates in both international staging and design and redesign. I have done courses in uh, lead design. Um, it's certainly not my expertise, but I, I certainly have a, an interest in that. I've um, obtained a certification in um, living in place or aging in place um, design. I went to North Carolina for that. And um, I'm considered a true color expert. Again, a certification that I went to Toronto and uh, received that a couple of years ago. I'm sure there's more. <laughs> well, but certainly aging in place, I think right now for many, many people, that's the, the other thing. If you're doing some design changes, consider what's gonna happen in the next five, 10 years, because that can certainly mean that you can enjoy that home that much longer. Exactly. And, and what people need to know is that it does not have to look sterile. It does not have to look like a hospital room. You could go into a well-designed living in place is the term that they use now, um, house or room, and sometimes not even know. Uh, but everything that you need, accessibility-wise, um, is there but it's discreet and it's well done and it's a beautiful, it's beautiful pieces. So it don't have to look like 
a lot of people imagine it would look. Exactly. But with the, with the, uh, the experience of a trained, qualified person, like anything else, you bring the whole thing together. So thank you so much. Any parting words that you want to share with our uh, listeners today? Well, you know, everyone deserves to be in a place that's beautiful and you're surrounded by things that you love. And uh, if you can do that on your own, that's wonderful. Work on that. And if you need help, give me a call. I'd be Excellent. happy. Well, and, and watch, never hurts to have that second opinion, does it? So Delene Allen, thanks for listening. Network equals net worth. Make a connection today and start with the human connection. Thanks so much for listening. What'd you like best about today's conversations and the connections that lead to miraculous outcomes? Leave a review. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to share your story too. So why not touch base with Delene Allen on Instagram and we'll keep the conversations going. <laughs>